Today I'm talking to Kate Dixon. Kate and I met in a CTI class in Los Angeles maybe three years ago. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We discovered that we were from Portland in a sea of people from Los Angeles and other places. And one thing led to another. I think I was following some stuff Kate was posting online. And then I went to a really good workshop that she did on leadership. And 2018 was completely changed because of a challenge that Kate issued around journaling. So I thought, who better to talk to about that than Kate? So thanks for joining me today, Kate. Hey, thanks for having me. And tell people a little bit more about your background, what you're what have you been doing all these years? All these years. Um, so I've spent most of my time in corporate America doing HR kinds of stuff, everything from um, employee relations to compensation, which is where I've spent most of my career. Um, but my true passion I discovered um, just a few years ago, and that's coaching. And I've done it kind of casually for a lot of years before I got training, but you know, where we met was, was when I was getting formal training for it. And, um, and I, I love seeing the potential in people and helping them get it. And and most of the people I work with are, um, diverse leaders. So I, I really do a lot of, uh, leadership development coaching. That's kind of my thing. And then I also do some uh, salary negotiation um, coaching as well to build on my compensation background. So, so yeah, it's a lot of fun and I love what I do. That's interesting. So salary, what did you call it? Salary negotiation? Like when would someone engage you for something like that? Well, um, a lot of people, most people who uh, use my coaching services for negotiating their pay packages are doing it when they're going to a new company. Um, you know, a lot of folks who are basically leaving a, maybe a director level job and moving to a vice president level job in another company will often talk to me about it because I can help them kind of with setting the context and then also helping them get helping them get their brain straight. So, um, you know, the, it's, it's the, the tool set and the mindset that, that we work together on, but yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we all feel pretty incompetent in this area, even compensation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so using coaching to help, help people get their, um, their story straight, get their mind straight and get some technical information too, has been really helpful for people. Nice. So this journaling challenge. So Kate had published a blog post or something I saw somewhere, and it was all about doing a gratitude journal and doing it for 40 days and not breaking the chain. And if you broke the chain, you had to start over again. But the goal was to get to 40 consecutive days. Right. How did this come about? Where did it come from? So funny enough, it actually came from a yogi um, who was teaching a class that I was taking. And she is like this groovy Zen woman. And um, she was talking about gratitude journals and it's important to get in touch with your gratitude. And, and she told me at the time that it was going to change my life. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) you know, and, and, you know, I, I always thought that maybe I was a pretty grateful person. I was really happy with the things and, and, and relationships and stuff that I had. And, um, I just couldn't believe that she was going to make me write it down. Cause like, I am not a write it down girl. I'm, I'm an 
you know, gestural, you know, but, um, but she said, look, write it down every single day, start out with, I am grateful for, and then just list three things and can be whatever you want, big or small. And so I, I did it and I got a really pretty journal with the nice <laughs> fountain pen because I wanted to make it something that I could actually like be happy about doing. And I was, it was really awkward at first, but, and, and I did have to start it over a couple of times cause I couldn't get 40 days in a row. But then I was noticing that, that things were really changing for me. You know, I was, I was sleeping better because I didn't have like the, the, you know, little hamster brain thing that I go to bed with sometimes, you know, it would calm me down. And, you know, I was also noticing that I, I would like be thinking during the day, oh yeah, I can put this in my gratitude journal, you know? Um, and, and so it just, it kind of really shifted my perspective and I was getting such great results that I started talking about it. And so I wrote that blog post that we were talking about and, and, um, and in, uh, my true leadership workshop that, that you attended last April, I challenged everybody to do it as well. And it's funny. I mean, it really makes it's, it makes a big difference. Yes. Yes. Well, what's funny is right around that time of that workshop, I think I was at 30 days, and I met, like, I was starting to, I was kind of like, I don't know if this is totally, and I was doing it, by the way, I was using this five minute journal that I really mm-hmm. love. And it's first three questions are, or the, the first three prompts that you answer, are three things you're thankful for. Mm-hmm. And I had missed. And then, so I think I started up again. And then it was once I got to the 30 days and then 40 that I thought, oh, something is happening here. And I, yeah. I, Someone I was talking to a friend recently about this. I don't know that I can articulate very well what has changed. Yeah. But yeah. I do feel a lot more centered and yeah. like constantly reminded maybe of the good things that are around me. Yeah. And little things. Like cuz you know there are days when I don't have like a super great day, kind of a cruddy day and and I think okay, well I'm not breaking this chain, darn it, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, okay, I am happy that I have a very nice pillow. And I am happy that my dog greeted me at the end of the day like I was the best thing since sliced bread, you know? I mean, things that are not not big. But then, you know, thinking of the world in terms of little micro-gratitudes, you know, that's like pretty pretty profound, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a complete mind shift around, you know, how to perceive the world that you're living in, you know, as opposed to kind of we're we're socially conditioned to go, "Mm, yeah, this isn't perfect. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a high performer. So what can I, you know, what's wrong that I can fix? And the gratitude journal kind of flips everything on its head. I love what you say about the micro things too. <laughs> the last couple of days I've written down sunshine. Yeah. Because the sun is out and it's like you I don't know, it's especially in Portland, when the sun comes out, I don't know about you, but I just feel better. And half yeah. the time I don't realize why I feel better. <laughs> like, oh, the sun is shining. And it's so vitamin D, baby. Yes. Vitamin D. <laughs> yes. So have you seen this branch into other areas of your life? 
Hmm. Like in what way? Well, I, I'm, I'm leading the witness a little bit here. So I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this branch. So I got to the 40 days and then I yeah. kept going. And then I think I was at, I don't know, 90 days. And then I was at a conference and someone gave me the challenge of meditating. Oh, and I was yeah. like, well, if I'm at like 90 or 100 days of this journal, I've got a habit built there. I can build a new habit on top of this. I will just simply add meditation to my routine. Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, for me, it's been about mindfulness and writing stuff down. So I um, started a, you know, probably, I don't know, in June, maybe May or June, I started a, a practice that I called the weekender that looks at, you know, what's happened during the week. So it's, it's pretty simple, but, um, I do it every week and it's, um, accomplishments and victories. And then I, then I talk about now, now that I'm on the spot now, I can't remember. And I do this every week, but I talk about, um, what's challenging me. Um, I talk about how I'm going to celebrate the things that happened this last week. And I talk about, you know, what my opportunities are. So looking at things in terms of possibilities. And then um, I finish up by saying, hey, this is what I want to focus on for the next week. So, you know, again, it's kind of, it's, it's not exactly the same, but it's kind of adjacent in terms of having practices that I'm committed to. And so I started doing this. And, and again, because I, refuse to break the chain for my um, gratitude journal. I've done it every week since I started doing it. And, and it's phenomenal how that act of reflection has really informed my business and my life. You know, seeing things that come up on a regular basis on what's challenging me. It's like, oh, maybe I ought to make a system around that or something, right? Um, things that, um, you know, celebration things. I used to be terrible about celebrating things that, that were going great because I'm kind of a perfectionist and I kind of want everything to be, you know, I want to be on to the next challenge and everything. But, you know, celebration is another way of reflection for me. So, so you know, that kind of weekly process and, and reflection activity is is really born out of the gratitude journal as well, even though it's kind of a, a different process. How do you remember to do that every week? Because one of the most powerful things I found from not breaking the chain was it was just something I did every single day. Like it's become part of my muscle memory almost. Like I, if I don't do it, like an alarm goes off at some point during the day of you haven't done your journal. So how do you remember to do this thing that you only do once a week? Well, you know, the gratitude journal, I, I had to do like figure out exactly when I was going to do it. And I do it before I go to bed every night. So um, that got to be kind of a, a routine for me. And the same thing goes with the, the weekend or I do that on Friday at four o'clock. I that's that's what I do at Friday at four o'clock every week. And if for some reason I'm, you know, scheduled for something else, then I um, do it as soon as I can afterwards. But, um, but I, you know, again, I love the handwriting of it, but I also want it, um, a record of it. So I, I handwrite it on my iPad and I have an app that, 
that ups, uploads it to Evernote for me. So I have, you know, I can go back and look at all of them and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I schedule it. It's the, if you want to know what I'm doing at four o'clock, on Friday, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so if Kate doesn't answer the phone, that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. What advice would you have to the celebration challenged like myself? Oh my gosh. Well, so the thing and I think that this is a really important thing that a lot of people don't do. Um, but I think this is also looking small can can help, but being really mindful about it. So what what I recommend to folks is um, kind of a three part. So before you know, before you do your celebration, and you know, some some celebrations are you know a week at a spa, and some are <laughs> you know, I'm going to have. Um, a chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream for dessert. But if you can kind of make it into a mindfulness practice where you're thinking about your celebration before you're doing it. So the anticipation of it, you know, Oh, I'm going to have this spa weekend because um, I completed my um, coaching certification. Um, And then during when you're in it, um, really be mindful about, oh gosh, you know, I'm, I'm in this spa weekend. I'm in the middle of my chocolate chip ice cream. I'm enjoying this as a celebration of whatever thing it is, you know, being in completing 40 days of my gratitude journal. Right. And then afterwards, um, especially if it's some big celebration that you're doing, you know, if you have, uh, you know, decide to have, go to a sporting event, you know, take your, um, your ticket stubs and put them on the, you know, where you can see them, right. Put them on your whiteboard that you have at work or, you know, put them on the inside of a notebook that you have that you'll see them on a, on a regular basis. And what that helps you do is remember, and, you know, again, before and during, you've really anchored that celebration to the thing that you did. And, and so your brain is basically saying, yeah, let's do more of that because we <laughs> do the cool sporting event or spa weekend or, you know, in one of my cases, a crazy manicure that I did for myself, you know. Um, so, you know, and it doesn't have to be big, but creating that mindfulness practice around it can really help you reinforce and get more of the thing that you're celebrating. I love what I love about what you're saying. And I never thought of this is the notion of being mindful in the midst of the celebration while you're celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that most people don't do, but it becomes more poignant to do this. And and one of the reasons I, that, that really kind of brought this to my mind was when my daughter graduated from college, they did such a beautiful job of imbuing the the whole weekend of graduation with all these things that, you know that that really tied the meaning to the celebration and and that really made me think um and and you can do it on a small small scale too and so that's that's kind of where where i think of um celebration is really getting more meaning is by having it be more mindful i mean just like anything else mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm thinking of Ben and Jerry's ice cream cartons in my office. <laughs> nice. I love it. Just the lids, though. I mean, you don't yeah. have to make 
<laughs> there doesn't need to be a tower. <laughs> <laughs> well, there could be a tower. I mean, it depends on how you're celebrating. Right. Now, have you seen or used gratitude in a team environment? Huh. Well, um, yes and no. I mean, I don't do tons of that with team building, but you know, most of my uh, team building stuff is really about bringing people together and creating connections and stuff like that. But um, I do try to bring um, kind of that mindfulness in, which typically will generate good feelings and gratitude and people talking about, you know, what they're grateful for with their, with their team members. And, and there's nothing quite as powerful as getting recognition and gratitude from people that you work with. Um, You know, especially if you're doing something that's like, risky some some of the um workshop stuff that um i lead can get a little you know a little risky I and mean, people are being vulnerable and when you ha- create opportunities in that team environment for people to be you know grateful about whatever they're grateful for it has an emotional um component that makes it really stick for people and and that's pretty cool what are some ways you've done that that have had the most power? Let's see. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example for you here. Well, at a at a team building, well, it wasn't really team building, but it, it was a workshop that that I did for a corporate client last month. There was a lot of you know we were talking about change management and how it related to what their clients were going through, and an hour before our workshop, there was a, an announcement that there was an, a reorg in, in the company. <laughs> and so the whole team was feeling, you know, really vulnerable. We were talking about change management as it relates to um, their clients, but it also, you know, we were also talking about the change management that as it re- was relating to what they were about to go through and so we created an, an opportunity for them at the end of the session, you know, after they did this, the most amazing brainstorming around best practices and change management and stuff. It was really powerful. And then, you know, we created an opportunity for them to, to talk about what they, they learned and what kind of organically happened was that they found ways to acknowledge and recognize each other and the power of their team and their team leadership. And it was, it was like a a really groovy thing, but you know, I think it's like what we do in coaching is, you know, we talk about holding the space and, and I think people, people want to be grateful. They, they want to recognize each other and by, creating a safe space to be vulnerable, it, it, you know, people will rise to that occasion and it, and it's really great. How have you done that in a way that's not cheesy? Because <laughs> uh, um, I can imagine some people are listening right now and they're like, well, that sounds really good, but you know, someone tried to do that at my company last month and it was totally lame. Yeah. Well, I think that the, the biggest the biggest way to cure um, cheesiness is is authenticity, um, you know, and and being real and true and not trying to um, create some sort of a 
hey, we're going to all uh, ring symbols and burn into <laughs> stuff like that. I mean, I mean if that's what meant to, to the brand, that's cool. Uh, but I, I normally work with big companies. And so it's that's just not something that, that I can do with them. But, but you know, again, that, that holding the space, allowing people to be vulnerable and uh, not freaking out when people are vulnerable, it's it works pretty well. But, you know, I, I think... I think a lot of leaders are nervous about things being cheesy and they don't want it to be too woo because it's corporate. Right. Um, but you know, when people are being authentic and true to themselves and, and really, you know, if they're not trying to like fake who they are and try to pretend that they're something they're not, um, it winds up working pretty well. And I try to model that for my, my clients. Um, you know, and I, I tell them stories about myself too. You know, it's like, well, you know, if we're going to talk about a time when we had to go through something difficult or a time when we had to deal with, um, a, a, a client who wasn't, um, wasn't helping us or whatever. I mean, I, I can tell stories like that too and model that behavior for them. I did see this done really well recently, I was at a, a corporate thing and what they did was they put, they had lunch sacks and they put each person's name on each of the sack and they stuck them in a row in the very back of the room. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the two days that we were at this offsite, you would just scribble something that you appreciated about the person on a post-it and then stick it in their bag. Oh, that is so cool. I love that. And then at the end, you took your bag home with you. Mm. And I will confess that my heart was kind of pounding. Like when I opened my bag, I was like, what am I, <laughs> I going to find in here? <laughs> and it was really, really affirming that yeah. certain things that I thought that I did well were in there. And then yeah. other things that I didn't even know about myself were in there as well. Yeah. So. yeah. That's awesome. I love that. So where else should we go with this gratitude thing? You know, from from my perspective, I'm I'm curious about you. I mean, what what are you finding um, coming up for for you with gratitude in your practice? So I think it's what we talked about earlier, like the little micro, the little micro things to be yeah. thankful for. Um, just I don't know. It's the increased intentionality or awareness. Mm-hmm. I also have been playing with this idea of being proactively thankful. So, what does that mean? <laughs> well, so I write in the the way this five minute journal works is in the morning you write three things that you're grateful for, mm-hmm. three things that would make the day great, and then yeah. a personal affirmation. Well, okay. sometimes for the things that I'm thankful for, I will I will be thankful for things that haven't happened yet. So I'm mm-hmm. thankful for the amazing conversation I'm going to have with Kate today when we record a podcast. Nice. Or I'm thankful that this contentious meeting that I'm not looking forward to with this contentious person <laughs> is going to actually be productive. Cool. So it's so it's almost um I don't know, bending the future a little bit by being thankful, by, by trying to be intentionally thankful 
for something that is going to occur yeah. and kind of, I don't know what the right word is, is this manifesting or, <laughs> or yeah, I mean, like creating the future essentially by being yeah. thankful for what I'm anticipating that I want to have happen. Well, I love the, you know, envisioning and intentionality piece of that. You know, you're, you're really, your intention is to have a great meeting with that person who might be a little contentious, right? So, so, you know, you're really kind of putting, trying that on, you know? Yes. Yes. I love it. I've also written down, I'm thankful for this person that is totally frustrating to me. Yeah. And then I, I often will say, because they are teaching me more about myself or they are teaching me to be patient. Um, yeah. I've even written down some days I've even written down, I'm thankful for this splitting headache that I have because it's teaching me to pay better attention to my health. Oh, or yeah. So like taking taking negative things and reframing them without being ridiculous. I'm totally thankful that, you know, my car got totaled last night. No, I don't think I'd write that down, but I, 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 maybe there's a spot for that. I don't know. Well, honestly, I mean, when my car did get totaled and I was in a (laughs) horrible car wreck years ago, I, you know, I really started thinking about, you know, the things that I could be grateful for. And, you know, one of them was that my kids weren't in the car with me, you know, Mm. um, and then I was also grateful for the fact that even though they told me they were going to have to amputate my leg, that they didn't. So, Whoa. yeah, <laughs> I mean, hey, look, you know, and, and every time I see my toes on my left foot, it's like, yeah, you know, you weren't supposed to be here, but look at you. You're there. Um, wow. So, um you know, some of that stuff, I think, is incredibly healthy. Um, and, you know, like the the I was thinking as you were talking about being grateful for people who are really maybe not your favorite people. Yeah. My my mom had what I think is one of the best pieces of advice I've I've ever heard about dealing with difficult people. And she said, think about the thing in that person that their mom loves the best. And it's like, okay, that is, that's a complete mindset. Shift. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm assuming that everybody has the wonderful mom like I do, but, um, but you know, if you think about, um, you know, what, what the person who cares about them most really admires about them, that can provide a completely new way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Which is which is le- leveraging gratitude. It's in other words, yeah. what is that other person grateful in this other person that I can't see? Right, <laughs> that that they're hiding from me. Yeah, <laughs> that I just haven't discovered yet. There you go. But if I'm I spend more time with them and get to know them better, that I could also experience and uncover myself. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think you know one of the things that you said too about you know. Um, what is it about this difficult interaction that is teaching me something? I think that's a really great place too. you know, it's like, that's, that's a great way to focus on it. It's like, what lesson do I need to learn here? Um, you know, one of the the challenges that kept coming up for me in my weekly reflection was I, I had a vendor who wasn't listening to, listening to me. And so you know, I was really frustrated by 
this person and and it was coming up week after week and I I looked at that and I'm like huh um what do I need to learn in order for this to not be happening anymore <laughs> um and that was amazing and and it's helped me a ton uh, I've got a new similar kind of a vendor that I'm I'm working with now who um is completely the opposite and I don't know that I would have chosen that vendor if I hadn't had the bad experience with the other vendor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm not saying too, that it like makes it all go away, but like in the case of like being thankful for the headache, it, it takes a little bit of the edge off of, in other words, instead of sitting there saying, I wish I didn't have this headache and I can't make it go away. And this is so horrible. Mm -hmm. It takes a little bit of the edge off of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it really, you know, and, when I get headaches, I, I think about, you know, wow, I don't, you know, cause I'm a migraine sufferer. So, um, and I haven't had one in a long time, but when I do get them, it's like, wow, you know, I am grateful for the majority of the time when I, when I don't suffer from them, mm-hmm. um, because it really does make a, a big difference. Yeah, in terms of other things that I've seen or played with, I almost feel like there's been more power and grounding in my meditation practice. Like mm-hmm. that has, like this got me started. This journaling thing of not breaking the chain got mm-hmm. me started, and that has propelled forward my meditation practice. And that I have found to be like almost that has been extremely like grounding and centering. I would almost say almost more powerful, but underneath all of this is that notion of not breaking the chain. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was on the Thanksgiving, I was on vacation and I was, I was up to like 190 days in a row of journaling and I, and I was so tired and I didn't want to do it. But I just was like, this cannot be the night that I don't do it. Like, I cannot. I was like, there's no way I can let myself break the chain tonight. And then it was about 10 days later when kind of the wheels came off the bus with all kinds of stuff that I I just completely forgot to do it. And I I think it was December 1st because Mm -hmm. I went to my journal and I went to write December 1st. And I was like, where's November 30th? It has to be here. Where is it? <laughs> and I was like, no, the only possibility here is that you didn't do it. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. This informs me in another way. This this really tells me that like I have really lost the plot right now and, yeah. you know, need to get back on center. Yeah. And, you know, I, I having um, done my gratitude journal for over a year now, um, one of the things that I'm finding is that I don't, I don't really – have to think about the chain anymore, you know, breaking mm-hmm, the chain. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's such a reflexive piece. Um, and it's kind of like brushing your teeth. It's like, I, I don't, I don't feel right. Yes. Unless it's been done. Right. I, I don't feel, you know, I don't know. Well, and I also have found that I'm not as attached. Like, I feel like the chain has served its purpose. And mm-hmm, I'm also mm-hmm. now more forgiving towards myself because I know I've established a habit. So yeah. I broke the chain at I think 199 days. Mm-hmm. And then I did it for five more days and then I forgot again. Mm-hmm. And so all I did was I just wrote oops. Yeah. At the top of the page and started yeah. again. And then well, I broke it like two more days. Two days later, I was like, 
I was like, oh, maybe I should stop doing this. I'm like, no, I'm not going to stop doing it. But I'm also just, I'm going to acknowledge with an oops. And then I'm just going to start going again. Yeah. Well, I I think too, you know, and and none of these practices should make you feel bad. Right. Hey, good point. And, um, and, you know, for some people, sometimes it just may be too much of a psychic burden to be remembering about, you know, well, I have 12 new habits and I have to do all 12, you know. Um, Oh my gosh. Yes. Do one, do one and get it like really in hand. Yes. Yes. Well, I, and I'm, you know, I'm curious about your, your meditation practice. Do you, are you meditating like an hour a day and stuff like that? Or what what do you know? I I wish. So it started, no, it started with a challenge at a conference. Like I think it was in May. This chain, surprisingly, I have not broken. This was a challenge to do, to meditate eight minutes in the morning and eight minutes at night. And I Mm -hmm. rounded up to 10 minutes and I got this app that I love. It's called the insight timer. Oh, I love that one. And it reinforces this notion of a chain. So Mm -hmm. every day. And so my goal was to do it twice a day. Well, I only did it once a day on two or three days. And some days I've done it more. Like if the day is kind of going off the rails, I'll just, or if I'm really scattered or I've got a client that I'm going to work, sometimes I'll just sit down in my little rocking chair next to my desk here for 10 minutes and just that, you know, then I've got three sessions for the day. Yeah. But the the magic of that app is the screen. I think Mm -hmm. when I looked at it this morning, it was said 264 days in a row or 265. I'm like, I have never done anything that many days. Well, I probably have, but maybe I, I don't know what it is. But I thought, oh, my gosh, I only have 100 more days and I will have done this for an entire year. This is mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and knowing that you have held that intention and that dedication, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. And I guess what's funny is I don't think of it in that way. In other words, I think of it. I think the, the meditation that I have found over time, that it is so grounding and so like it's helped me to be so much more present just mm-hmm. across like oh my gosh whether it be yeah in my individual coaching sessions or in other public ses- settings conferences meeting new people i just mm-hmm. find that i just i feel overall in fact <laughs> in this, this little lunch sack thing that i got at this corporate thing uh, uh, several of the posts said that i was very calm Oh, yeah. Cool. I don't believe two years ago that I would have gotten that same feedback. Really? So I really believe that like this practice and it's again, it's 10 minutes. I've been recently trying to increase it to 15 minutes, but I don't always do full 15 minutes. I believe it's helped me to be more calm just in general. So, uh, yeah. That's, that's super cool. I um, I was just about ready to toss you a challenge. Um, uh, what is that? Well, I mean, and not a, a challenge like do a gratitude journal, but I, I'm curious <laughs> to why um, you found it so much easier to um, be consistent with your meditation practice than your gratitude journal practice. I don't know. Uh, okay. Um I think because I've seen a bigger payoff. In other Mm -hmm. words, 
I sleep, I go to sleep so much better now than I did a year ago. And I can't fathom trying to fall asleep now without meditating for 10 minutes. Yeah. Because it really does turn the hamster wheel down to slow. (laughs) I don't know that it turns it off, but it really does get the hamster wheel under control. Totally, totally agree. And and for me, that's what the gratitude journal does for me because it gets me into the right mindset. And I mean, it's, it's kind of funny because I, I have a Fitbit and I am obsessive about tracking my sleep and stuff. And it's fascinating because, you know, if you go to the records and look before I started this practice, it would take, you know, I'd be awake for a long time in bed and then I'd fall asleep. But now it's like, Basically, I close my eyes and open my mouth, um, which is awesome. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know that I fall asleep. Well, I typically will. So, yeah, my like my evening routine is I will like go sit in my little office where it's quiet and do my 10 minutes. Then I'll fill out the – so the second part, the evening part of the five-minute journal is – Three amazing things that happened today are three great things. And I just removed that word because sometimes like everything isn't amazing. So it's just like three positive things that happened today. And then the last question is, what would have made today better? Mm-hmm. Which to your weekly reflection question, you know, when I write five days in a row, it would have been today would have been better if I'd gotten up earlier. Mm-hmm. on that sixth day, it's like, you know, ding dong, you keep writing that it would be better if you got up earlier. So why don't you get up earlier tomorrow? <laughs> um, so it's 10 minutes of meditating. Then I do the journal and then I'll, you know, get in bed and like read something. But I find that where I used to read for 30 minutes before I got sleepy, now it's five, 10 minutes, I'm sleepy and then I'm out, which is miraculous. Amazing. And and I think there's there's something magical about discharging things out of your brain, right? So like by, you know, gratitude or, you know, the, the meditation or whatever it is, just, you know, like in and I find too, I, I'm, you know, I ha- I have Evernote on my phone and on my iPad and on my computer. And so anytime I have an idea um, about whatever it is, I write it down into that. And that way I don't have to spend any psychic energy keeping that in my brain until the next morning or whatever. It's just, you know, I can, I can write it down and let it go. And, and I think a lot of the stuff with gratitude journal and and meditating and, and that kind of stuff really just releases those things that we're trying to keep in our, you know, our personal RAM, you know, mm. if you will, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it gets them written to a hard drive somewhere and, and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Or like defragmented. I suppose some people would say, well, John, I thought you, you meditate to get to a higher state of consciousness or whatever. That is not my goal at all. I mean, maybe I should be pursuing that. I don't know, but it really is. It just, it's just the calming and yeah, all the scattered thoughts and, I love um, the idea of defragging. That's like yeah. that brilliant. <laughs> the old days of defragging your hard drive so it would run yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, someday I may play with the the length of, of meditating, but yeah, for right now, I, that, I, don't, I guess that would be an amazing luxury if there was like an hour every day that I did that. Yeah. 
you know, I love my gratitude journal, but I think, you know, adopting your practice of daily meditation would be uh, a really great ad for me. So I think I'm going to take that challenge, even though you didn't. I love it. I love it. Well, and what's, what was speaking to me too, is as we were going back and forth on that is for you, it was the gratitude journal. For me, the gratitude journal led to the meditation and for someone else out there, it might be something completely different, Yeah, but you won't know until you try. That's so true. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the uh, gratitude journal is the gateway to (laughs) the launch pad. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think whatever path you take, the idea of mindfulness and being centered on the things that make a difference to you, you know, the the things that you stand for, I think that's incredibly powerful for for all of us. You know, people will tell me, my my clients tell me all the time, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time to do this. (laughs) I tell them, well, you know, my gratitude journal practice if I'm in a hurry, will take me about a minute. Right. You know, I mean, sometimes I think about it for a while and, you know, sometimes I don't, but I mean, you have a minute and, and what if that minute gives you five more minutes of deep sleep? Oh yeah. That's a great trade off. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So any parting thoughts or challenges for people? Hmm. Well, I love the idea of a of a celebration challenge. You know, it's it's one that I gave to myself uh, a couple of months ago, and, and so I incorporated it into my my weekender um, practice. But I'm going to challenge you, John, since you said you're <laughs> impaired, is to think about once a week, find something to celebrate, and you know, micro celebrations are cool. You know, it could be. I'm going to, you know, watch a comedy video on, you know, YouTube or something like that for five minutes or whatever. Do you have any prompts to like help people mine useful celebrations for them? Um, like to, to figure out what kinds of celebrations? Yeah, or just, or just kind of expand, you know, there's food, there's spas, there's manicures and pedicures if you're into that um like what what how expand the possibilities for us oh well geez um i think i you know whatever you're brainstorming is great i i think of environmental things right so what could i do to enhance my environment oh well you know maybe it's a new screensaver for my computer or maybe maybe it's a piece of art that I can have in my home or um, maybe it's, you know, I don't know, but something about your environment, right? Maybe if you're always cold, getting a little space heater or something, but, <laughs> um, you know, what kinds of things will, would you love and, you know, or maybe it's a scented soap or something like that, but that's kind of, stuff that's environment. And then I also think about things for your physical self. So, you know, maybe, you know, getting a haircut or manicure or massage or a uh, Reiki session, or, you know, I I love reflexology too. I think that's like a groovy thing that has a woo component that I don't understand, but I think it's cool. But anything that you do for for your body, maybe it's um, taking a hot bath or something like, you know, you know, hot shower or something like that. So environment, 
um, in your body. And then, then I think there's just kind of this delight factor, right. And, you know, it's like, what, what kinds of things are just like, you know, I love to spend time with my seven-year-old nieces because they crack me up. They made me laugh so hard all the time that I just love spending time with them, which works out great for my brother too, because, you know, auntie time is good. Um, you know, I try, I try to spend time with them just because they're so delightful. I love to color. I mean, that's dorky, but I have some coloring books and, you know, special pens and stuff like that. And that, that's kind of cool too. But you know, what kinds of things you like, some people love gardening or, uh, you know, again, you know, stuff that, that just makes your heart sing, you know, do you like to listen to music or, or, you know, some of that, that kind of stuff that that's fun. Well, I I like the reinforcing nature of it. So Mm -hmm. like it, it's, I'm going to eat Ben and Jerry's when I do this thing or when I end my week and then I'm seeing the lid on my wall. Like it's, it's the, it's, it's like, it's like the loop is continuing. It's self-reinforcing. Right. Yeah. Love it. And, and every time you look at, I mean, like one of the things that I love to do is travel. And so my bulletin board, um, above my desk, I have, you know, a photograph of a cool thing in New Orleans and a cityscape of Hong Kong and, um, and, and a picture of the beach in Oregon. And, you know, I have a bunch of these things that every time I look at them, I don't just see the image. I remember what it was like to be on that trip. And I think that, um, that extra level of consciousness and mindfulness really can make a a huge difference, whether that's in the celebration process or even a planning process, but um, in the celebration process as well. Mm -hmm. And then to do it all over again. Wow. Yeah. So if people want to learn more about you, find your work, work with you, any of those things, where should they go? Well, um, I have a website. It's Kate Dixon, K-A-T-E-D-I-X-O-N.com org. I uh, write a weekly blog on my website. And then I also publish a monthly newsletter for people who are on my list. And there's all kinds of information about what other kinds of services that I do. So check me out if you want. And um, this has been this has been awesome, John. Well, so thank you. Fun to chat with you. Yes. And uh, we'll see how we'll see if I can improve my celebration and impairedness. I have a lot of confidence in you. Thanks for listening to The John Polster Show. Notes, links, and all that other good stuff for this episode are at johnpolster.com slash podcast. Send your questions, ideas, or a simple hello to podcast at johnpolster.com. Want to stay up to date on new episodes and receive notifications of upcoming events? Register your email address at johnpolster.com slash updates. <laughs>